What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the What Now podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic, and I'm joined by my good friend, good pal, all-around great dude, Dr. Spencer Dupree. Yo, yo. What's up? It's great to be back for another episode. This has been really fun. Um, This week, I did a little bit something different. Uh, Put up on my Instagram, at spencerdupree.dc. Any questions that you guys have for us? Um, so we'll take our first Q&A session of our show. Q&A. So, nice. So um, the question for today for us, uh, submitted by one of our awesome followers and listeners, is when did you know you wanted to open up and not associate? And I think that's a big question that a lot of us have in our journey through chiropractic. And it's got a lot of layers to it. It's not as simple as like, yeah, now. So, Zach, why don't you kind of just tell us a little bit about your journey through that? Yeah, and I, I love the way that question was phrased is when did we know we wanted to open versus associate? I don't think we necessarily <laughs> chose just to open. Um, for me, you know, kind of how I, I dissect my process and how I've been been viewing it is I, I've always known, I remember telling two of my really good friends my senior year of college that chiropractic was going to be an avenue into creating generational wealth for my family. And I knew that in order to do that, I had to be my own boss. Um, I also don't follow directions very well. Um, I can be a really good teammate, but if I want to do something my way, I'm going to do it my way. Um, and so, so that's, that's what I started to do. Um, I first took major stock in myself and I, I was very real. Um, as I got around try four, try five, try, try six, um, which if you're not familiar with chiropractic school or trimesters, that's about halfway through school, um, of a three and a half year program. And when I say I took major stock in myself, I viewed myself as a, a blue chip or just any company, if you will, on the, on the open market, um, on wall street. And I thought, and I reflected if I was a stock, would I invest into myself? Would I, you know, give myself the money? Would I buy in um, before asking anyone else to buy in? And, you know, it's a really hard reflection to do. And if you're very real, you're most likely going to say no. Um, you should be your hardest critic. And that's what I was in that moment. I I saw a lot of flaws um, that didn't necessarily need to be fixed, but I did need to address them. Um and and I started to get after them in a sense of this is how I'm going to to improve and make sure that when the time comes, I am ready to be invested in. Um, and so so that's really how I first started. Um, and then secondly, I checked my surroundings. So, you know, just like how you, you wouldn't look both ways before you cross the street. I did the same thing thinking about opening. I'm right now a 26-year-old. I'm dating, uh, so no kids, no wife, and I have very little personal expenses. 
So if there was a time for me to uh, go all in with the practice, the time is now. Um, you know, I, I tell people, you know, if I were to fail, which I don't plan on it, um, by no means am I, you know, getting ready to fail. But if I were to fail in opening my own practice, I'd much rather do it now than if I would in 10, 15, 20 years when I do have kids, when I do have a wife, when personal expenses are a bit higher. So for me, this was the perfect time. Um, and then once I, once I did check my surroundings, I went all in, there was no, no holding me back from there. Mm. Yeah. I think that's something, I mean, we're always faced with that opportunity. And I feel like once you cross that, like halfway point in school, it seems like you have all kind of people who are always looking to hire associates and, you know, I feel like my plan and my journey of what I was going to do post-grad has changed like six or seven times. I mean, uh, starting off coming into school, I was planning on moving back home, um, taking a, like a long-term, like forever associateship. And then um, after that, it kind of switched and shifted over to me taking like an, a long-term associateship. But I feel like everybody always says like, oh yeah, I'm going to graduate school. I'm going to get some experience. I'm going to save some money and then I'm going to open up. And I mean, that is true for some people and it does work for some people, but uh, like for Zach and I both, like we're so young. I mean, I graduated in April at the age of 24, just turned 25. Like Zach, I'm not married yet. I have no kids. I just have a dog and my personal expenses are super low. Like my vehicle is paid off. The only debt I have is my student loans and it's not like I'm paying a mortgage or anything like that. And so, yeah, my, my environment was conducive to adding some risk and the way that I see it is, you know, people are like, oh, well, like, um, I'm going to work, you know, five years as an associate, save, save that money, use what I learned in business and then uh, go out and open up. But what I quickly realized as an associate talking to other doctors who did associate what you do as an associate for the most part. Now it's not like this in every office, but in a lot of associateships, you're being paid, you know, 60, 70 grand. It doesn't matter what you really get paid, but it, it matters the responsibility that you carry. But really the gist of it is you walk in, you clock in, you do your work as the doctor, and then you clock out and then you go home. And being an entrepreneur is there's working in your business and then there's working on your business. And when everyone else goes home because they're done working in the business, you still have to go and work on your business in the after hours. So to me... Um, my investment in myself would have paid off if I would have started earlier, because if when I'm in practice for five years independently, now I have a five-year-old practice, which I hope to be up somewhere toward the million dollar range in that, in that point in collections versus where I now I have five years of experience. I may have saved, I mean, if I'm lucky a hundred grand to go and open up, but then now I'm going to have more expenses because then I'll be 30 versus or 29 versus 24. Right. So that time investment is what is really where you take the hit, maybe not financially right at first, um, by yep. opening up. Yep. And I think a good point on that, um, going back to my, my thing is I had to take stock in myself and this isn't to condemn taking an associate. I think an associateship is actually a, um, valid thing to do. If you take the true stock in yourself and you're like, this would be smarter for me to, to, uh, to take an associateship. But uh, in taking stock for myself, two things really came up. One, when I'm, when I've been an employee in the past, I've been an employee. 
And that's what you are as an associate. Like just as Spencer said, you, you clock in, you clock out. There's no buy-in. There's no, um, there's no uncomfortableness. Like, you know, you're showing up and you're getting paid. Um, and so I, I strive to be out of my comfort zone, um, more than most. And so that was something I was looking forward to was being out of my comfort zone. And then the second thing, and this is just me personally, I struggle at saving money. So even if I said like, I'll take a three, five year associate and I'll save that money. Mm-hmm. Heck no. Like I'm 26. Like I said, like I'm young. Um, you know, I'd start going to dinner with friends. I'd start, um, maybe going out on the weekends, who knows. Right. Um, but if you are someone that you're like, no, I've always been really good at saving money. Um, I'm really good at still being all the way bought in, even when I'm an employee, by all means, be an associate and save that money. Um, and if you can find the right fit, that's the biggest thing, finding the right fit as an associate, then by all means go through with it. Um, I think Spencer and I already not even a year graduated. Either one of us have heard stories from our colleagues of some not so good associates. So definitely be weary. Um, I, I don't know what necessarily to look out for. Um, but I, I know some red flags are, you know, is this person bringing you on to up-level their practice or to up-level their life? Are they going to be taking more vacations once you come on? Are they going to be, um, you know, out of the office a little bit more, all those types of things? Or are they bringing you on and they're going to be running alongside you? Um, that's something I, I strive to do when bringing on an associate does come time is, you know, we're not, we're not running two different races. Like we're both on the same mission and the same vision. And, and that's what I will strive to do. Um, so again, taking stock in yourself will just be so huge. And you can start doing that right after you're done listening to this episode is sit down with yourself, get out a piece of paper. What am I good at? What am I not good at? And then what do I value in life? Three simple questions and see where that takes you. Yeah. I think like there are some really good associateships out there. It's just rare to find ones that are the perfect fit, right? Like in our CBI experience in school, like you hear a lot of students come out of there and they are saying like, Oh man, I didn't have a great CBI experience. Like my experience in this practice was less than what I wanted or what I could have been. And I think that, is just like a testament to the fit. It's not because these practices have been open and they're obviously thriving enough to take on a student. Um, but it's about which student you get in there. And I mean, that goes into your hiring process and the way I went about my internship and I had the most amazing internship ever at best life chiropractic in Plano with Dr. Stephen Lee. And that's because I went out and I interviewed, I did the interviewing right? Because it's saying, is this the right fit for me? And I interviewed all these docs to see if I was the right intern for their office. And at the end of the day, I felt like Dr. Stephen Lee was the one uh, able to like bring me up to the level that I need to be, nurture me in the way that I felt like I needed, and then like really give me some responsibility on the same time and not really treat me like just free labor, right? And so if you're going into an associateship, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you for the job. And so just because they offer you doesn't mean that you should get it. And if it's like the perfect fit, then yeah, you should take it, you know? And I think, I think that's, that's a huge testament to um, a really good book, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Or Jocko Willink. It's, it's owning your life 
so that you can be in a position to go interview your potential internship, right? It's having the ownership to know when you walk into a room who you are and who you're not. Um, I also was blessed to have an amazing internship. Um, I mean, for the first six, seven, eight weeks, I couldn't adjust. I was recovering from a torn pec. Um, and Dr. Fowler with First Step Chiropractic and Rowlett was super okay with that. Um, granted, he'd been calling me since my tri-7. So it, it, we had built a relationship up to that point. Um, and it doesn't go without saying that would that have been a possibility had I not been putting in the work? Would Spencer have been able to go interview at Best Life had he not been putting in the work? Um, and it's it's it can be blunt to say, um, but more often than not, your circumstances are a condition of your own mental state and how you're taking ownership of yourself. Um, so yes, sometimes you're dealt the wrong card, but you're not always dealt the wrong card. If you're someone that's always saying like, oh, I just got bad luck. I was that person. When I was in college, I felt like I had bad luck forever, um, regardless with anything. And I finally one day woke up and I was like, I do have bad luck, but I'm creating my own bad luck. And mm. and you really are in charge of, um, in charge of your luck. There's no such thing. Um, a lot of people, I'm sure Spencer Spencer's heard this too. Like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm blessed for sure, but I don't I don't think I'm lucky by any means. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that boils really down to it's like if you're going to take an associateship, it should be the right fit, right? Whenever you sign that contract, is it saying like now I have a job? Because then you can work anywhere if it's really a job. Because you, because if you feel like it's like, oh, it's just a job. I'm going to clock in, clock out, get paid, whatever. I don't care about these people that are coming in. Then like you can literally work anywhere. Um, but if you're someone who really is like living this chiropractic lifestyle and you're you're a chiropractor because it's something that you believe in and something that is a part of you and not just a career to you, then taking an associateship that is on brand for your mission where you can sign away and say like, yes, I'm a part of this team now. And you're proud like to rep, wear all the swag, put it in your Instagram bio. Like I work here and this place is on brand with me. Then like, then it's a good fit. And that's, that I think is the only way that I would have taken an associateship and no office that was looking to hire offered that for me at the time, right? Like my partner, Dr. Caitlin, uh, she landed literally her dream job. And I tell her every single day, like, um, I'll never let you like leave this job because it's so good for you. Right. Like it's such a blessing to see like how much she's valued. Uh, Caitlin works at serving life chiropractic in university park with the Dr. Denisa Weber and they're absolutely crushing it. And my favorite part about that experience for her is seeing how Denisa values respects and really relies on Caitlin as an associate and it's never like, oh, yeah, this is my other doctor or this is one of the doctors that works there or this is just my employee. It's like, no, nah, it's like partner in crime, Batman and Robin. Right. That's what you're looking for, an associate. And so for me, I wanted to be uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I wanted to be Batman, like in the situation. If you guys know me, I think Batman's the worst superhero ever. But um, awful take. It's not just such a such a bad take. Well, next episode, we'll talk about how bad of a take that is. When money is your only superpower, then it's not really super. It's just money. Anyway, um, 
but that's what I was looking for, right? The ability to mentor and the ability to host other people and host other doctors and supply like for their lives and be that light that Denise is for Caitlin um, is my ultimate goal. And so building that and taking the time to invest while I was super young uh, in myself by opening my own practice is really the driving force. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think too, financially, um, people may see my practice and be like, oh man, like that cost a fortune. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be upfront. You know, I took out, uh, it took roughly $49,000 to open my practice, but I didn't start owning my practice the day I opened these doors. I have quite a few patients who were first seeing me in my apartment, you know, they were, you know, or I was going to their place. And so it's not to say that you, you definitely don't need the perfect practice when you first open. Um, and so if you're like, Oh, I just can't afford uh, the practice of my dreams yet. That's okay. That's something to work towards. Um, even if you were to save while you are an associate for the practice of your dreams, you're going to be at that associateship for a long, long time. Cause the practice of your dreams most likely is going to cost a little bit of money. Um, and there are things you can be doing, you know, being in your apartment or in your home or um, mobile chiropractic, your your practice can start whenever you want it to um, once you've graduated and passports and all that kind of thing. Um, but it, it's, it's having the will and the want to go after it and get after it. That's, that's really important. Um, and as I'm sure you can probably tell, I'm, I'm a mindset guy. And so that's just my, my communication there is, is what's going on in between your ears. Um, that's going to lead you to your decision one way or the other. And that's mm. not to say if you have a bad headspace that you're, you're not ready to open. It's just, Hey, we have a lot of things to work on before we get there. And it's being very real with yourself. I, I can't say it enough in having just true, honest conversations, whether it's in your quiet time, if you're going for a walk, if it's at night, just spend time with your thoughts, get them on paper. Um, it sounds super boring. It sounds super uh, feminine for maybe some of the guys listening, but you're going to be such a better person when you, when you get that down there. Um, and then be surrounded by people that are going to push you. You know, I'm blessed to have a great friendship with Spencer um, who's consistently pushing me. Like I get to watch him from afar and be like, crap, I need to up my game. Um, and I hope that I also mirror that image to him of, you know, he's watching me and he's like, dang, that guy looks so good on Instagram, even though I don't, um, just jokes here, but you get what I'm saying. Be surrounded by people that are going to push you, whether you're an associate or an owner. Mm. Yeah. Having people in your circle, having people in your corner is the biggest thing because you're so surrounded by everyone who wants the best for you, say in school. And then whenever you graduate, everybody starts living their life right? And school is no longer the life. So therefore, I mean, if you don't intentionally keep up with these people, then you're not part of their life. And there's no like, if fans, there's no real like shade at anybody like that. It's like, dude, people live lives. You know, it's like in high school, like you graduate high school and it's like, dude, well, I went to college four states away. Like, how would we keep up? You know, it's just that transition. Graduating from school is a huge transition. And then opening your practices is even a bigger transition and a huge leap of faith. So it's super important to have people um, who are 
right there with you, like walking hand in hand with you. And then also like a couple steps ahead of you, like one or two steps. And then like the next, like that mile and a half ahead of you and then 20 years ahead of you. And it's, it's good to have all those people yeah. on your team. And like, yeah, and Zach and I are super blessed to be like, um, really doing it together. Kind of, you know, like, you know, walking right on side of each other and then having some yeah. guys like Ricky mm-hmm. and John. Super close. Are, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's said over and over again, but it's so necessary. Um, and I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing this, but, but if it is really take, take notice of it is you really are the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. Yep. And I think a big thing for that I'm, I'm starting to see is, uh, I mean, I was single for most of school, so I, it was just me and the boys. Right. Um, but now dating Morgan, like she pushes me in so many different ways where we're also still on the same mission and vision. Um, I mean, just the other day, she sent me an Alex Hermosi video to watch. She's like, Hey, you got to check this out. And I was like, what the heck? Like, like this girl is, is different. And I, I really, I'm not saying like if your partner isn't pushing you or your, your spouse isn't pushing you to like dump them or divorce them or whatever, please do not take it that way. But if they are one of the negative voices in your circle, it's time to have a conversation with them. It's time to be upfront and be honest and be like, hey, this is where I want to go. This is where I feel like we can take our family. This is where I see my future going. I can't come home from work every day and or come home from school and have you complaining or uh, saying the same things over again, gossiping. All these different things weigh so heavy on on you as a person that if that's what you're surrounded at in your home, it's, it's time to take stock there. So I, I really encourage you to, to listen a bit deeper to the conversations you're having uh, in your apartment, in your home. Um, mm. And I mean, I'm blessed with a great family, but I know a lot of people where their family are their biggest, biggest downstep. So, you know, we're recording this two days before Thanksgiving, take stock of the conversations you're having over the holidays. Their words don't, don't hold weight on you. So if anything, don't get caught up on, on their lack of vision, their lack of dreams. Um, and that's, that's my encouragement there. Yeah. And it's super pivotal to have it's, it only drives you harder, faster, and longer. It only gives you more fuel when you have some people who are behind you that really want the same thing as you. Right. Um, yeah, I'm super blessed. Like with Caitlin being super like, all a hundred percent in on this like long-term vision of, you know, like we're not even talking about like, Hey, next year, the like two years we're talking about in 10 years, like where are we going to be? We're like looking way down the scope, like way down the barrel. at like where our ultimate goal is like for our family. And that's great. And then having, you know, my family also back me and be super supportive. And it really is like all the voices in that are around you, the things that are landing in your field and, what kind of like to take it like to that chiropractic like realm, like what kind of vibrations are you allowing in and what are you holding boundaries out of? Because if you're, if you are surrounded with people who are all like, all they're doing is complaining about like how few people they're seeing or how, how their insurance practice is not reimbursing them or how people don't care about chiropractic or don't sign up for care. That's exactly what you're going to reflect whenever you serve people on the table sit across from somebody and deliver financials. But like, 
man, our group message that we have, like with all the guys in practice has been so life-giving because it's people every single day who are like pouring into us as young practice owners. Like we're all there, like right next to each other. And that's so, so valuable. Like every time that message goes off, like I get fired up and I'm like, oh man, I have to go like and do even better. That's a, that's a very subtle plug. Um, I'm not going to be a subtle, uh, if you're, if you're a male in chiropractic school and you're not a member of the Delta Sigma Chi fraternity and you want to go big, um, would strongly encourage you to find your local chapter and, and start being involved because man, it's one thing to be surrounded by that in school, but it's another to have that, that circle, even though we're all, uh, geographically far away from one another, man, is it, is it life giving like Spencer's saying? And that's not to say you can't have that if you're not in the fraternity. Um, there's plenty of other groups, but, um, still a, a, a big, big reason I feel so fired up every day, um, is, is, th- is through those guys and, and having that circle. It's not a group chat where it's like, Oh, another patient just canceled. Like, no, no, no. Like if someone is, <laughs> I don't, I would be curious what someone would do. I might do it in a couple of months just to see, um, the reaction of the, of the other guys, but we don't, we don't play that complaining game. Yeah. I mean, I think it even even has happened in the thing being like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And they're like, good. At least you're go like, it's good that you're going through it because you learn. And now next time you're even better. Right. And this is how you hold a tighter container for your office to where everyone that walks in knows, understands and values what you do. Like that's an insane narrative to have when you're in school. All people do is tell you how you need to convince every person that you are worth something. And when you have people who are in your ear telling you that you're the most valuable service that you can provide for someone's life, family and generations forward is insane. And that's so life giving. And yeah, um, investing in Delta Sigma Chi has been like so pivotal. It's been the most valuable thing that I'm a part of out like after practice for sure. Maybe mm-hmm. in school, it's kind of tough to see the value because there's monotonous tasks to do, but it's so valuable. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, another, you know, if there were, there were three takeaways, we'll go, we'll go pastoral principles, right? Give you three takeaways to, to take with you on your, on your drive. Um, right. Is first to take major stock, take major stock in yourself and see what you need to pour into yourself, but also what do you need to start unlearning? Um, and, and look at yourself. If I would invest in, in myself today, would I, would I go all in? Um, number two, check your surroundings. What are, you know, like Spencer and I said, we're both single, well, we're dating, but 25, 26, we don't have kids. We don't have a wife. We have very little personal ex- expenses and then go all in. Once you make your decision, either way, um, the big, biggest thing you can do is have regrets. So continue to move forward with your decision and, if you need to get out, get out, but go all in, in the moment. Um, and so that's, that's really the three, three biggest takeaways. We hope we answered the question of uh, not necessarily when to open or associate, but how to gauge or how to have a better understanding if I should open or if I should associate. Um, and we're here for you guys. If you guys want to reach out to me and we could talk stuff through, uh, feel free to send me a DM at, uh, at Z Thompson or Dr. Zach Thompson on Instagram. Uh, you can follow the practice page at within chiropractic. Um, super excited. We're hoping to bring a few guests on in the next few, few months as we continue to do this, we've officially made it past our first month. So whoop, whoop. 
and uh, yeah, just super excited, super fired up. Um, yeah, Spence, where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on the socials at spencerdupre.dc. Uh, you can follow the practice as well, Empower Cairo TX. Um, yeah, we're just here to be a sounding board. I We said that we started this podcast because we wish that people, we would have had these conversations and recorded these conversations that we had with people um, about these same topics. And so if this if these things resonate with you or if you are struggling or are just confused, like in the turmoil of, you know, I'm about to graduate and you need a sounding board and someone to um, non-judgmentally give you advice or just give you guidance into areas that may be the best fit for you. Um, Zach and I are here to be a resource for you and we're always here. So you can reach us on the socials. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate your uh, questions that everybody submitted. Uh, we'll try to drop a and a little bit every time, like every week before we record, just to kind of see what you guys are thinking, give you guys an opportunity to contact us in more of an open manner. Um, but if you like this kind of stuff, just let us know. Uh, turn notifications on for the show, leave us a review, and share it with someone you think should hear us. Peace out. Turkeys. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>